COVID-19 has imposed all sorts of restrictions on travel. And even when one is allowed to travel, there are many things that need to be in place. One such requirement for those flying into South Africa is a travel form that details where you've come from, where you'll stay, all relevant contact information, a declaration that you have no symptoms of the virus, etc. A great deal is made about filling out this form, and one is not allowed to enter a South African port without it. A few weeks ago, I arrived at O.R. Tambo International Airport from New York with my travel form in hand. As we entered passport control, there was an airport official collecting the forms. She stood, stoic, blocking the way to the immigration control counters, with her left hand outstretched, palm facing up, as passenger after passenger piled their travel form onto her hand, which appeared a careful balancing act. I was impressed at the seriousness with which measures were being followed to ensure contact tracing upon arrival in South Africa. But as I approached to hand her my form, I noticed something. All the forms were face down, the blank side of the page facing up, and the official's gaze was positioned straight ahead. There was no way of knowing whether or not the forms had been filled in completely or at all, but indeed, there she was, meeting the requirements set out by the law for these unusual times, collecting the travel form. This is the image that came to me as I read today's gospel as we return to Mark after a few weeks with John. The Pharisees entered the room and saw that the rules for eating were not being kept, and they capitalized on this apparent contradiction in the practices of Jesus' disciples. It is not that they didn't understand what was going on. They were trying to catch Jesus out. And so openly challenging Jesus' authority, threatened by the hot talk about town that Jesus was the Messiah, the chosen one of God. And so they immediately call Jesus' attention to the apparent inconsistencies between practice and professed belief. Why is it that his followers were not keeping to the law as prescribed, especially as Jesus is said to be the one who would fulfill the ancient Mosaic law, God's law given to Moses on stone tablets. Jesus' response is illuminating, and one we would do well to heed today. Jesus, invoking the observation of an ancient prophet, in other words, beating them at their own game, recalling the tradition of an ancient wise one, quoting from the Hebrew scriptures, says, you honor with your lips, but your heart is distant. You worship in vain, teaching as doctrine, as law, that which is in fact man-made. Without going too deeply into the historical context, the point Jesus is making is that prescriptions about food and cleansing ritual practices were in fact human additions and not central to the law given by God. This is not to say that these practices did not have their place, perhaps especially in the context of a people who had turned away from God and needed clearer guidelines for living. Rather, the situation determined what was appropriate. And as we will see in the coming weeks, 
Jesus will repeatedly challenge the stone-hearted conception of God's law and train his followers to see with their heart the essence of God's law, which is love of God and neighbor above all. Jesus will shock the Pharisees again and again when they see him touching the leprous, the menstruating, the evil-possessed, and even the dead. And this is the difference for Christians, for us. The Word of God must be active and alive and not simply an unwavering assent to prescriptions, as St. James warns in our second reading today. Be doers of the Word of God, not hearers only. God's teachings, or Jesus' teachings, need to be embodied, lived out in our lives in much the same way that it made no sense to collect the COVID-19 travel forms at the airport without checking that the information needed for contact tracing had been collected, so too it makes no sense to follow the letter of the law without understanding the principles behind the teaching. There's a real danger to not collecting the required information upon entry in South Africa or anywhere. And that kind of oversight can lead to tragic consequences, making it more difficult to identify and contain the outbreak of COVID-19 that has devastated so many lives in these past two years. But there is a caveat here. It may be that the official at the airport was never told the importance of the document and trained to adequately understand the seriousness of her omission to check the documentation, a tedious process. In a similar way, if we succumb to merely meeting the requirements of our faith without understanding why we do what we do, we run the risk of irrelevance, and our faith will make no sense to those who might otherwise have been attracted to the way of Jesus. So for those who might hear what I have said as a defense for circumventing practical laws, be careful. That is not what I'm saying. Laws, rituals, practices have their place, make sense, and should be followed. But the only way we will be able to keep difficult prescriptions necessary for the times we're living in, both in terms of COVID-19 prevention and infection control, and in terms of the safeguarding of our religious tradition, is if we understand why we do what we do in the context that extends beyond an individualistic understanding. Similarly, when the laws are getting in the way of our practice, leaving us unable to care for those in need, living in poverty and exclusion, LGBTQ persons, the divorced, the orphaned, migrants, those incarcerated, then indeed we must consider whether the laws need to be reinterpreted to remain faithful to the original intention of the law which was to love God and neighbor, showing compassionate mercy to all. As a friend aptly challenged me a few weeks ago, to be faithful to tradition, we need to be ready to change often. Thank you for listening to the Jesuit Institute Sunday Scripture Reflection. To find out more about the Jesuit Institute and other resources we offer, please visit jesuitinstitute.org.za.